working with athletes and, you know, anywhere from semi-pro to professional athletes, it's very similar. Our industrial athletes are working six days a week, 10-hour shifts, you know, could be eight-hour shifts, whichever, with overtime, things like that. That's the expectation. No different than a professional athlete skating, working, running six days a week. You know, granted, they might be doing it four hours or five hours, depending on the workload, but it's still similar. Welcome to the Portage County Safety Council podcast. We hope you enjoy today's featured message. All right. Welcome Portage County Safety Council podcast listeners. I am Nick Coya with the Ohio BWC and Portage County Safety Council, and I am excited to be here recording another one of our free Ohio Safety in Congress 2024 sessions as we get to know some of the speakers that are going to be at the largest safety Congress and expo in the Midwest. If you've not attended before, we hope to see you down there. Uh, as I said, we're bringing in speakers so that you can learn a little bit about them before you come down. And today, I am really excited about this. I am here with uh, Taylor Anderson from SafeX. Taylor, welcome to the podcast channel. Hey, thanks for having me. You know, I'm really excited about this topic that you have today. But before we get into that, I want to learn a little bit more about you. What's your, your background? What do you do now? What's your education look like? Yes. Yeah, so a little bit of a unique background. So I'm actually an athletic trainer. So I come from a sports medicine background. So state license in a couple states, got my national BOC, shout out to the athletic trainers out there working in the industrial setting, um, slowly moved my way into um, the industrial construction. And then now I'm helping out just overall general industry, still work. My side hustles of athletic training and sports medicine, get to see a lot of injuries, get to do a lot of prevention. So very unique and very cool job. That's awesome. I got to ask, though, how does an athletic trainer end up in the safety and health world? I mean, that's that's kind of a, a different leap there. It is. Um, it's considered an emerging setting for us. So a lot of athletic trainers are getting into that kind of like occupational health, industrial medicine aspect. Um, just because we know a lot about, you know, non-rigid support, first aid care, you know, doing uh, stereo stripping, and then also helping with a lot of those ergonomic concerns that we're seeing out there. That's awesome. That's a really cool leap that, you know, I just is new to me. And I'm excited to see that these these functions are coming together in a way to keep, you know, American workforce safe in the workplace and getting them home the same as they came to work every day. Absolutely. It is a very unique and rewarding job being able to keep people doing you know, what they need to do to provide for their families and keep them safe and, you know, leaving how they enter the workforce that day. And I'm very privileged that SafeX allows me to, you know, continue that support in a unique consultant way. You know, thinking of unique pieces also, you're going to be presenting at OSC24 on the title of Stretching for the Industrial Athlete. It's a catchy title. Stretching is always kind of that eh, from everybody. So tell me a little bit about what this presentation is going to be on. Yeah, so um, stretching for the industrial athlete, again, like you said, very unique title. I know personally I do a tailored approach for a lot of businesses that reach out for stretching. However, this is going to give people a generalized idea of how do I get this started? Uh, what type of stretching is great for you know people in my workforce? Um, and what's some of the data to support stretching in the workplace? Because I know a lot of the times with safety, we have, you know, kind of assisting, you know, providing um, support for operations. But also operations wants to get those fast starts in. But how do we, you know, have a nice little compromise here with providing for our industrial athletes or our employees every day? 
So what does stretching look like in that industrial environment? You know, is it just a big group of people standing around pulling their arms? Is it, you know, we're going to go jog a mile? But what are we looking at here to kind of start the day off? Yeah, absolutely. So obviously people like to get their coffee and I always like to say that's, you know, the mentally stimulate you. But also once you get your caffeine fix and, you know, gather around, you know, operations can go over some of those, um, you know, keynotes for the day, some of their goals. But also safety can also lead those engagements and lead that stretching with doing a dynamic warm up and active warm up for those employees to provide them, you know, their bo- muscles and mind and body for the day's tasks. Because just like an athlete going in the field, they're not going to go out there cold. They're going to go out there hot. They want to be warmed up, ready for the day to prevent those potential injuries from happening out in the um, field. It's the same concept inside a warehouse, inside, you know, a construction site, things like that. You want to be warmed up and prepared for those day's tasks. Now, you used a term there, and I'd like to kind of clarify for our listeners, dynamic or active stretching. And you said before we got on here, there's a couple different types. So walk me through what does dynamic stretching mean? So dynamic is stretching that is performed with movement. So for example, you're going to be doing butt kicks. You're going to be doing walking, moving lunges. Just because you're not going to be stationary at a desk all day, a lot of those people are going to be performing tasks, you know, that's going to be involving, you know, manual lifting, you know, squatting techniques, things like that. And if you're able to properly warm up for the day, you could potentially prevent a lot of those MSD related injuries from happening. I know the best type of stretching that athletic trainers love is proprioceptive neuromuscular facilitation. Try saying that 10 times fast. That's PNF stretching, right? Um, However, that does recommend having a partner. And I would say, you know, we don't want to end up in HR for the day, you know, always ask. And that one's like involving a lot of active movement against a force. That one's the top of the line stretching. However, for the workplace, for us to get through, for us to do it individually, dynamic movement stretching is best. Then towards the end of the day, we would do our static stretching, which is an isometric, I always like to say isometric isometric stretch. So you're going to be putting your arm across your body and then activating or flexing that muscle, holding it there for about 10 seconds. That one we would like to do towards the end of the day. I know a lot of times I like to say people like to do an active stretch by getting the heck out of Dodge and getting out of there. But I tell people if you can, you know, when you get home, take a couple minutes to, you know, kind of target some of those body parts that, you know, might be in little uncomfortable or achy from your workday because it was a physically demanding day. You know, target that, take the time to take care of yourself so that way you can continue in providing for your family and supporting yourself. No, it's almost, as you say in the title here, just like an athlete, you know, I I do some coaching myself. We got to get the the athletes warmed up before we hit the field. And then when we're done, we got to stretch out at the end too, because we got to, you know, really make sure that we limber up and, and work out those muscles that were restrained during during those physical activities. This is just a much longer athletic session, right? We're working looking at an eight-hour day. It is. And what's interesting, too, from working with athletes and, you know, anywhere from semi-pro to professional athletes, I mean, it's very similar. Our industrial athletes are working six days a week, 10-hour shifts, you know, could be eight-hour shifts, whichever, with overtime, things like that. That's the expectation. No different than a professional athlete, you know, skating, working, um, running six days a week. You know, granted, they might be doing it four hours or five hours, depending on the workload, but it's still similar. That repetition, that frequency, that awkward postures, that those durations, you know. So I feel like people need to start opening their eyes a little bit more to let's taking care of ourselves. Let's be taking care of our employees. Let's focus on this. It's a unique way to approach this, at least mentally, to think about that because 
when you think about athletes and stretching, that's just, they go together. But when you think about construction workers and stretching, it's this, there's this weird, you know, oh no, that's, that's not something we do. We're construction workers. But now that we paint the picture, hey, really, it's, it's your job. It's their job. This is what they do. It's a good way to tie those pieces together. Absolutely. And I've actually seen some of the best groups have been construction workers, especially going there like at 7 a.m. And some of them are really enthused to lead stretching, you know, like in a fun way. They're like, yeah, I want to lead. I want to do this for the day. And all the guys really get joy and, you know, participating and things like that. I think the coolest experience I've had is actually looking up and seeing on, you know, um, scaffolding guys over there stretching. You know, you know, obviously in their PPE, obviously in a safe area, but they're actually up there stretching. And I'm like, I can see you. I can see like you guys are putting in the time and energy to take care of yourselves. And they're like, absolutely. If I don't do this, you know, I, I don't work, you know. So it's it's a very cool concept and really good engagement to have with them. And it's a unique approach to solving a problem in the safety world, be it in Ohio or be it in the United States, is that those musculoskeletal disorders, those MSDs that you talked about, you know, a lot of times they don't happen to today, they happen down the road, but when they do happen, the costs to those are very, very high. And then, you know, from a workers' comp standpoint, they're riding that cost for five years. That's a huge financial impact for the bottom line, where we could be taking a little bit of time every morning to prevent those injuries through these stretching activities you're talking about. Absolutely. MSDs actually are a huge economic burden, and they're between 45 to 54 billion annually just between compensation costs, wages, productivity loss. So absolutely, those acute or chronic injuries could be prevented with stretching, especially the good old carpal tunnels of the world, Corvian syndrome, you know, all those ones. They could, I don't want to say 100% prevented, but it could definitely decrease the likelihood of that happening. And what I also like is that you, the approach you're taking with this there at SafeX is that you're not only incorporating the stretching into it, but you're incorporating a culture change within the organization and using that time not as just, hey, it's silent or we got some music playing in the background, we're stretching. We're using this in multiple fashions from what we talked about. They're getting their stretching. We're giving them safety updates or production updates while that's happening. So we're utilizing their time well. And then the manager or the leader is observing and trying to identify indicators of potential injury before they go out on the floor so that we can respond to that effectively before it happens. Exactly. And the biggest thing as well is that morale, you know, having that personal engagement, knowing somebody's name, you know, not knowing them by the employee number, but actually getting to know the human being, because having that personal experience, someone's going to stay around because, you know, they know somebody's there to support them. They know their company's there to support them 100%. And that's case in point with total worker well-being. You know, I'm investing in you. You know what I mean? So it's right. it's a very cool, like you said, concept to have. You know, we talk often at our safety council and on this podcast channel about culture, 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 and really the only way you're going to change in the long run, the success of the safety program and the overall success of your company is through culture change. And culture change happens by having these conversations, getting to know your employees and being engaged with them. And this is a really unique way to do that. Yes, absolutely. And I always preach with this program um, before I even implement it is, you know, do we have buy-in? Do we have support from the top? Because I don't want a company to go about this, you know, invest in it and things like that. And then it just fizzled out. I want something to be successful. I want that cultural change for you. I want to, you know, provide you with the tools to make you successful. It's not just a one and done process. So, yeah, cultural change. This is this is a big one. 
Now, when you go into a company and you're working with them on this program, is it is it a cookie cutter program or are you looking to really make this specific to the work and the environments that they're in? Yeah, really good call out. Um, I'm actually tailoring this program for that company. So before, like I said, I even start, you know, do we have buy-in? Do we have this support? Yes. All right, let's move forward. I usually ask, you know, my safety team that I'm working with, you know, do we have physical demand assessments? Do we have JHAs? Do we have ergonomic assessments? Is there any lagging indicators such as your entry metrics that, you know, I need to specifically look at to target or, you know, provide certain stretching for that area? Because you might have some companies, for instance, like in construction that does full body workouts essentially, right? So they might need a full body tailored stretch program versus maybe a company that somebody's sitting, but they're doing a lot of upper body movement. So they need to be, have more of a focus on that upper body stretch. So those are some things that we look at and try and tailor specifically for that company. So as we prepare for Ohio Safety Congress and Expo, um, we're going to be down here in Columbus in a few months, but we still got some time to get ready. What's something that you would have your listener today do? What's something they can implement into their personal life or their work life to help keep them safer before they get down and hear your entire presentation on this topic? Well, I would say this uh, this presentation isn't long enough for micro stretching today, you know, but uh, <laughs> not going an hour long. But I would say, you know, if you can, when you go in the morning, just talk to some of your employees and engage with them and just start asking them, you know, hey, you know, is there any discomfort that you face during the day? Is there anything that we could do to make it better? Right. Because a lot of those employees, I know it's a little different from stretching, right? But some of those employees might say, hey, yeah, we need to take the time, we, you know, to maybe stretch something out. Maybe we need to take the time to, you know, have a conversation in the morning. Maybe there needs to be more engagement, you know, things like that. I would say that would be the big focus, getting out there, engaging with the, um, with the employees, getting their feedback, getting what their take is. So as we prepare for this also, workout clothes, do we need them for your presentation or not? <laughs> No, actually, and I'm very proud that I have not had any ripped pants in any of my presentations thus far. I know it's been coming close because I know those dockers or khakis don't stretch very well, but uh, no, everybody can dress professionally. Nobody needs any uh, breezy pants. I would say just try not to wear anything too tight for the day when doing some squatting, but uh, <laughs> I think right, I'll I'll leave, we should be okay. I'll leave my jogging suit at home for your event, and uh, I'll just show up in a polo and uh, khakis for it. But no, really, listen, Taylor, I'm really excited for this. I'm going to be down to obviously listen to your presentation, too. I'm excited to see this. I think it's a great way to integrate culture and really reduce the potential for those really high-value workers' compensation claims through something as simple as five minutes a day. It's a small investment of time for long-term results. So I'm excited that you're doing this. I've learned so much from you, Taylor, and I'm excited to hear your entire presentation. In the meantime, if somebody's like really eager, they're like, man, we got to get this going tomorrow. Where do I need to go? How do they get a hold of you? What's the best way to get in contact with you? Absolutely. Um, so just like you said at the beginning, I do work for SafeX. So I would say um, go ahead and um, hit up the safefax.us uh, site. We're there. We offer a lot of different services, industrial hygiene, you know, safety consulting, and obviously well-being support. So if you guys are interested, definitely reach out and let me know. All right. Well, thank you again for taking time out of your busy day to meet with us. We will see you in a couple months down at Ohio Safety Congress and Expo. Until then, to our listeners, everyone, be safe and have a great day. The Ohio Safety Congress and Expo, hosted annually by the Ohio Bureau of Workers' Compensation, is the nation's largest free occupational safety conference focusing on helping employers improve safety and health within their business. Over 7,000 attendees gain knowledge and earn continuing education credits by participating 
in over 150 educational sessions, workshops, and leading keynote presentations. Find the best solutions to your biggest challenges while networking with over 350 exhibitors in the Expo Marketplace. This year's event will be live and in person on March 27th through the 29th at the Greater Columbus Convention Center in Columbus, Ohio. For more information or to register for free online, visit their website at www.ohiosafetycongress.com. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. For more episodes, check us out on your favorite podcast app, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pandora, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and more. To get new episodes sent directly to your phone or smart device, be sure to subscribe. To learn more about how your company can earn an Ohio BWC premium rebate by becoming an active member of the Portage County Safety Council, please visit our website at www.portagecountysafetycouncil.com.